Yeah. I can tell you've been hurt by that look on your face, girl. Look on your face, girl. Alright, this is uh, Dr. Slob and Chief. And um, I was just sitting in the other room. And I was looking at Facebook. And I thought, I need inspiration. I need to um, get moving. Get grooving. Um, get on that um, that uh, computer and start recording. Got some things in the works that'll never happen, uh, <laughs> but they there are things in the works. Uh, perhaps we should um, discuss them. We'll we'll discuss them for a later date. But I'm just gonna get on here and jibber jabber blather, give you some of my blather, some of my jibber-jabber. Um, not too much going on. Um, <coughs> it says coughing. Um, we had the... Um, there is, in fact, a silver and gold lost episode. Now, I have been debating whether this episode will ever see the light of day. This is a full-blown fucking episode. (laughs) But, um, this was from several weeks ago. Technology and psychological issues uh, have put this episode on the shelf. My goal, as of tonight, is to review this episode confer with the silver and gold legal teams and see if we can release this episode. Um, There are many reasons why it was shelved by corporate and I can't go into it because of our non-disclosure agreement that we were forced to sign. I'm really excited about it. Um, but anyway, I've been, um, been, went on a little vacation, uh, on this vacation, the, I, I, I viewed several Lifetime movies, and also, uh, First Blood 2, or Rambo 2, Rambo First Blood Part 2, I always just call it. Um, I don't know what the hell. What do we call that one? Where he goes over to uh, Vietnam to rescue the hostages, and the Cobra Kai guy is the the airplane pilot, and he's a merc, and they fuck over Rambo, and they drop him in the shit. Um, I watched that with my mom. <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. Um, but let's see what we got going on here. Um, God damn, Roxanne! Woo! Roxanne! You don't have to put on the red lights! Anyway, um, I don't know, I'm just bored. And, so, anyway, we watched, um, we watched Rambo, went to a couple shows, went to one show that was, um, 
musical deal with the coasters, the drifters, and the platters. And of course, I, I'm pretty sure you know I can say in fact you know, and pretty emphatically that uh, nobody in all three groups were the originals uh, because you know my God those those people if they played back in the 50s and um, early 60s probably they're probably 70 years old or older but it was really good uh, good show good show really good show. Um, the place was fucking packed, which I was surprised. My mom said, you know, well, we better get tickets ahead of time. Um, so make sure we can get a seat. And I thought, there's not going to be anybody down here. I mean, it's it's kind of still... Uh, oh, one of the best things was that we, we went down to the beach and um, this cold front fucking followed us. Literally followed us like uh, the hand of death to the beach. Uh, going through... It was cold up here, and then going through Virginia, um, right when we got up the morning to leave Virginia to get into North Carolina and South Carolina, um, (coughs) it said it was a winter storm warning, and I was like, oh, fuck, we better get going. Well, when we got up and walked outside, I was like, man, it was cold. So we took off, and um, it started snow flurrying. I looked, you know, as further you go south, it's, it's a lot, well... Actually, we were still going through the mountains. I said, we need to get through these fucking mountains uh, and get into North Carolina because one thing I've learned, you know, just going to visit Loaf, there was a time where I hit almost like a damn near blizzard conditions, a snowstorm, going to um, North Carolina to see him to go to a hockey game. (laughs) It's going to be one of those shows, baby. Uh, And... My car is covered with, you know, salt from the roads and snow and muck and everything. And it's it's like when you hit the North Carolina state line, it's like you just you went through a time or not a time portal, but some kind of portal to another dimension. And as soon as I hit the North Carolina line, it was nice out. No snow. It was warmed up when when I went there, we actually had to go to the mall to buy me a pair of fucking like tennis shoes to wear because I had like snow boots on and all this shit and um I think when we got down there it was actually even you know it was warm I mean I didn't even need a coat and what was funny was my car every car in North Carolina was just pristine and my car looked like somebody sprayed it with white spray paint from all the salt and everything off the roads from from the snow so we went down there like I said, we got those tickets to that show, and uh, it started at seven. And I don't—it was supposed to start at seven. I don't think it started till seven thirty. And um, we, one thing was like the only seats—the seats that we got were up in the balcony, which you could see from anywhere. But the place was fucking packed. I was surprised, and uh, not only that, but the music was really good. I mean, you knew like every fucking song because these songs are like. Uh, uh, you know, when you talk about a person being a household name, that's kind of how these songs were. And there were some really good uh, singers, really good performers, and they would do like, you know, if there was five of them up there at the same time singing, if you're familiar with that type of music, platters, drifters, coasters, and stuff, you know, like, take out the papers and the trash, and that kind of shit. Uh, you know, you've seen, heard these songs, even if you're younger, you've probably heard these songs. And um, the one guy that was the lead singer of the Drifters, 
um, he mentioned that he had been in this the this movie uh, the Frankie Lyman story, which I remember when it was on because I think Frankie Lyman he was a singer I can't remember what group he was in, but he had he was one of these guys like these NBA basketball players and athletes today that that go from town to town to town and have a woman in every town fuck all of them and have kids like uh i can't remember who that some of these guys were in like the nba that they would have like uh carl malone or something like that and he would have 35 children from different women all across the country and i think that's how frankie lyman was he had all these different women and everything but this guy had played in that movie and in the movie he actually played like think the lead singer of the platters so it was really good. Uh, the only bad thing was, is um, it was at seven o'clock that night, and we had we got to the beach at probably close to three o'clock after driving all that way. And I'm sitting there watching this show, and it's really you know good music and everything. And my eyes would just go crossways. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall asleep, you know. And uh, but that one was a good one. And then we went to see another one, which was. <clears throat> which was called the time warp and when i saw that i was like time warp you know i'm thinking rocky horror picture right well i mean it said in the description what it was and it was uh, music from the 60s 70s and 80s and um also they were doing a woodstock tribute well a lot of that music i mean fuck i love that music and so it was really good um the musicians were excellent um you know they had a full array of musicians um um, including a hor- you know horns and stuff like that, uh, you know piano player, guitar players, uh, lots of different singers that came out and did different songs, and they all had really good voices. And they picked the the singers that they picked to sing certain songs, like the one guy that was singing like Creedence Clearwater Revival. He his voice, he was a young you know younger guy, but his voice matched you know like what Fogarty's voice would be like and everything. And uh, it was like you know uh, they did like Joe Cocker. Uh, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, the guy that did Jimi Hendrix was really good. And these weren't like, um, um, oh, what do you call it? Like impersonators. I mean, they had their own look and everything. Uh, but he could really play the guitar really, really good. Um, and um, you got to hear, like I said, you know, uh, anything from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Joe Cocker. A lot of 60s stuff from that time period, like Woodstock, and then, um, oh, I'm trying to think some of the 80s stuff, because I know that the GGTMC crowd loves the, loves the 80s, but um, it was really good. I, I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one, you know, actually more than the other one, um, and had some hot chicks that were dancing which was cool yeah see um and that place wasn't even sold out you could pretty much when we got in there we sat over on the side in our assigned seats and this one woman got up and she she came over and she said hey she goes they didn't sell out so you can move over toward the middle and sit wherever you want you know but we had a good time other than the fact that it was fucking cold i mean you know um high of probably for the most most of the days was like 52 and it, at night, we ordered a pizza one night because uh, we didn't want to go out. And uh, the guy that delivered the pizza, and we're at the beach, he would deliver the pizza. And I said, is it ever going to warm up? And he goes, dude, I'm wearing like two coats right now. Because um, it would get down uh, like 38 to like 40 in the in the um, at night or in the evening. 
But I still, you know, I didn't let it deter me. I got up and did my walks, and and uh, we went and yeah, bought a bunch of shit. I bought a, uh, a really cool um, Iron Fist T-shirt, um, and because uh, you know my mom was shopping, I said, "Hey, she's going to go and look at these shoes." And right beside this place was this huge, um, um, like, uh, comic book place um, that that not, they didn't sell comic books, but they sold all the apparel, anime, and all that stuff. And, um, like mugs, I bought a Joker mug, which is really cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else I got there. I got like a Superman, um, kind of one of those rubber, like, uh, bracelet things. Um, and I bought a, um, before I left, I bought a Black Panther, uh, t-shirt at Walmart. It was marked down to like five bucks. It's one of those nice, soft ones that doesn't wrinkle. And, um, a lot of stuff, you know, one thing about Black Panther that I didn't even plan on going into, but it's just coming up as I'm saying it. Um, <clears throat> one of my friends is like a really big, um, like comic book fan, especially of the move comic book movies and everything. And like, he would always say, Hey, you know, uh, Avengers is coming out or winter soldier or something. You want to go see it? And, you know, we'd go see it. And we were really excited about black Panther. Um, seeing the trailer, you know, it's like, man, this looks like it's really going to be fucking good. Plus they had introduced the character in the other, uh, I think the winter soldier movie. And, um, so I was surprised because I went, I, w- I did wait a, f- uh, like a, a week or two cause I wanted the crowd to die down. Plus I was going to go on my day off in the middle of the day. And, um, my mouth is parched already. And, um, I he still hasn't went to see Black Panther and he was like, Man, I'm so this is gonna be oh that looks so fucking good. It looks so fucking good. And then I kinda realized why I think I know why. I have been seeing all this right wing stuff online and um like Sean Hannity and I'm trying to think who else, like that Gavin McGinnis and uh um I'm sure, oh, not t- it wasn't it was um what the fuck's that little bastard's name? Can't remember what his name is. This guy he talks real fast like this, and um, he just is a motor mouth. Talks real fast, little weasley, little wimpy guy. But my friend is a big Republican, and um, nothing against that. I mean, I'm just saying him for his views when I say this because there are some people that you know don't give a fuck and they'd go see any movie. But um, Ben Shapiro is who I'm thinking of. Well, Ben Shapiro did this has actually been saying you know like. Uh, um, oh, this you know, Black Panther movie. The the uh, the blacks or the African Americans in in the country are acting like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of African American culture or the history of and just really just sh- kind of trying to shit on it in a dog whistle kind of a way, sort of you know. And uh, so I think and and I see him watching some of those shows now. Like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I'm like, dude, you know, we were really excited about going to see this movie. And it wasn't that, you know, he and I didn't go see it. It's just I don't think he has still gone to see it. And there has been, without a doubt, I'm just speculating on, you know, his reason for not seeing it. I may be completely wrong. But there, I'm not speculating on the fact that there has been like a kind of a right-wing uh, response to Black Panther being so successful. Um and it's kind of just 
disturbing that they need to go that far, that they're that scared of, um, you know, any kind of success. It's like if they had the Oscars and, um, you know, um, they have an African-American presence that normally in the past hadn't been there as far as like somebody winning an Oscar or several different people from the African-American culture winning an Oscar. And, uh, you know, and then the next thing, next day you'd hear like Rush Limbaugh or somebody like that saying, oh, you know, like they were trying to make political statements and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're bending over backwards, but with this, uh, bias to like, uh, almost like they're saying it's nothing but like an affirmative action bias um, why that this stuff is being done, and I think it's fucking bullshit, you know. And it really is distasteful. It makes me, you know, kind of, you know, eh. Um, I did go see Black Panther, and I thought it was really good. The trailer was really good. <laughs> um, I thought the movie was good. I still think Winter Soldier. I enjoyed it more. Um, there were parts of it that it's been a while now so I'm trying to think of uh, examples of things I really like uh, the character of Claw and I don't want to give any spoilers but um, I kind of wish or hope that he still sticks around and if ever you know in reading the comics um, there's still you know a chance that he's still going to be around because of how the actual character in the comics and what happened to him. and um, I thought Chadwick Boseman did a really good job. Um, let me let me bring up my, my Jujel, my Gugel, because <laughs> I want to look up some stuff. Um, but I, did th- I, I really enjoyed it. I liked all the technology. I liked all the special effects and everything. Uh, all the characters in it were good. Um, but like I said, I... I wasn't like overwhelmed by it i didn't walk out of there going oh my god you know like uh you know masturbating furiously in my pants michael uh b jordan he was good as killmonger um and the the one thing that you know and i know like him being a lot of people really jumped on the the like the killmonger bandwagon i guess uh he was a really cool character and a really good cool villain and i like the fact that um they didn't make him just a megalomaniacal guy who they gave him a, a background and you could almost in some ways uh feel a certain amount of sympathy for him for his character uh, his past and how he became what he was. And another thing I, I think that, that really tweaked a lot of the right-wingers was the um, message at the end of the movie where T'Challa is speaking before like, the uh, UN and he says, um, well, like I said, I don't want to say, I figure most of you have already seen it uh, by now, but if, if somebody has it, I don't want to, you know, actually go into what went on and stuff martin freeman was good i mean he um uh is good in the movie or in the well i call them movies uh sherlock uh with benjamin cumberbatch uh he plays um dr watson and it's more of a modern d- 
day uh, Sherlock Holmes deal, which I really like. Uh, they finished that one up, but um, like I said, that those um, even though they would say it was a series, each show was like an hour and a half long, so each show was like a movie. I've said that before on here. Um, Andy Circus, Circus. I thought it was Sicaris, but I'm putting in. I'm putting in letters. Uh, like I said, he plays uh, Ulysses Claw. I really like him. I'd like to see him in some other stuff. Other stuff and uh, blah, blah, blah. Enough of Black Panther and the the uh, the, the, the vast right-wing conspiracy against this movie. It's, no matter what they say, it's making so much fucking money, it's not even funny. Um, can, kind of waiting for uh, Avengers Infinity War. Comes out at the end of this month. Um, I hope it's good. You know, I, I'm going to keep an open mind. Um, I did not really like Age of Ultron. There were parts of it that I liked, and, and uh, you know, Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, I just didn't like, I didn't even like that story in the in the comic books. Um, I thought there was too much, uh, too many of the cannon fodder characters, like Ultron creating uh, a thousand Ultrons. Well, Ultron in the comics is supposed to be was supposed to be made of adamantium, and um, so that was one of the the things about you know the Avengers having to battle him. Just him, all the Avengers battling just one Ultron was that you really you know it was how did you could hurt him, how you could destroy him, and in this one you know Ultron creates all like I said like a thousand Ultrons, but they might as well have been made of they certainly weren't made of adamantium they were like made of uh, tin from aluminum cans or something and all it was was just like you know so they could have these big battles where everybody's doing something um been having i had like a conversation online with uh i'm actually a member of several comic book groups including you know gentleman's guide to comics but this group is just a like a hawkeye clinton barton appreciation group i'm that big of a nerd and um but I've, you know, my I have liked that character since Cap's kooky quartet in the comics, where Captain America comes back and starts the Avengers back up, and instead of having a bunch of heroes, he actually picked Quicksilver, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye, and all three of them had been in in the past had been uh, super or had been like villains, and. Um, so anyway, I followed that character and liked the character for a long time. Um, the one thing the discussion was who... Okay, first of all, Jeremy Renner playing the part. And I brought up the fact, or brought up the question, you know, is Jeremy Renner, you know, really a good actor or a great actor? Or is he just kind of like, you know, he is serviceable? Um, and then, because I always thought, you know, He's not bad as Hawkeye, but not really anything great, and he he doesn't have the physicality for it. I don't think uh, he kind of has like, uh, as Jim Cornette would say, buggy whip arms. <laughs> but you know, I, in, in saying that, you know, I don't also don't want to start the physical shaming of actors because they don't look like bodybuilders in superhero movies or in any other movies because then you know it's 
pretty much a fact that a lot of these guys, when they are going to make a movie, yeah, they may have a personal trainer, but they're doing some fucking juice. Uh, they might be doing some low dosage of it, but uh, to you know, uh, yeah, get kind of ripped up looking and get those veins and you know all, uh, the the definition and everything. Yeah, they're working out. Uh, they may be working out hard, but. Uh, they're not working out hard for that goddamn long because some of them have bodies that look almost like a goddamn bodybuilder. And um, if they said, okay, we're going to make this movie, The Avengers, and you're going to be in it, and you have um, six to eight months to train. Well, let me tell you something. I fucking work out, especially, you know, not as much now, but when I was working out hard every fucking day, doing the cardio, watching my diet and everything, you don't get to look like some of these people do uh, in just a few months. So, uh, so-and-so put on uh, 30 pounds of muscle in, you know, to, for this performance. Like, yeah, I know how he did it too. Anyway, but that's just a question of uh, people not knowing, you know, what they're talking about as far as that, uh, you know, um, physical enhancement. Um but like I said, I, th- I think Jeremy Renner just kind of—he's kind of a smaller guy, and eh, I guess you know, like I said, he can—he can play the part. It's just I would rather see somebody who's a little bit more physical, you know, somebody who's in better shape, somebody who's a little bit bigger, and um, yeah, maybe I'm being a douche. But we were talking about who could play that part, and some people were saying like um, uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Which he seems to come up in everything, and I've only seen him in a few movies where he was like a secondary character, like in Suicide Squad. He's there; he's one of the special ops guys that goes in to rescue the wall. Uh, uh, but he—I don't even think he—I don't even know if he has any lines. But he definitely has a good look. Uh, I don't know how good of an actor he is, though, and that's what some people were saying. Well, maybe he—he's—he's he's kind of. I, I, I'm not putting him on par with Tom Hardy as far as acting ability goes or anything, but I'm just saying, like, it seems like Tom Hardy is the go-to guy when somebody says, you know, well, who should play Wolverine next? Or who should play this person? Or who should play this? Or who would you like to see play this part? And it's that people are always like, ah, oh, I'd like to see Tom Hardy. Well, this um, Clint Eastwood's son, what the fuck's that motherfucker's name? I don't even know what his name is. Uh, I know there was a Kyle Eastwood, but that's not who this is. Um, everybody's going to be sitting on listening to this saying, it's so good, good, good. Clint, Clount, Eastwood, get off my lawn. Um, son. Scott Eastwood. Okay. But, you know, I think he, he looks, he has the look to play Hawkeye. I'm getting caught up in these comic book movies in the conversation. But like I said, I have no script this week. So I'm just looking over some stuff and to, to talk about. Uh, Loaf watched um, The Postman Always Rings Twice with John Garfield and Lana Turner, the original. And I was bringing up to him, you know, um, before I ever saw the original, I remember when um, Jack Nicholson and Jessica Lang put out a version of that. Um, And it was it, no, 1981. And I, one of the reasons that this movie was really big... Okay, first of all, it was a remake of a classic. But it was one of these ones, almost like Basic Instinct, where it had this, you know, sexuality and this steaming hot sex scene, you know, which I do remember, uh, 
Yeah, Jessica Lang was really hot back then. That was when uh, you know when she first came on the scene in King Kong, and everybody was like, "Ooh, you know." She was the it girl for that time, almost like Sharon Stone was when she first did Basic Instinct. And uh, in this one, you know, I think. Well, I don't know. I I was gonna say I think Jessica Lang's a better actress than Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's done some good stuff, you know, but not I think Jessica Lang's done better work in better movies. Um but um that's like I said, I told you know, I was saying, you know, have you watched and he said, Well, you know, he had a choice between watching um the original and then watching the other one and I you know, I agreed. I said, you know, I probably watched the the classic one first and then the the newer one will only build on it because there's so much more they can do as far as fucking and doing all that stuff <laughs> um i guess the one for that uh nicholson i'm looking right here the the one that nicholson and jessica lang were in uh bob rafelson directed it and uh david mamet actually wrote the dialogue for that i need to go back and watch that maybe i'll watch it tonight um get on here and download it and watch it because uh, I haven't seen it since my my God, since it probably first came out on um, VHS uh, back in the day. Because I don't think I saw that one in the theater. I just remember it had this thing, you know. It's like, oh, you got to see this. It's really fucking. This movie's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> another uh, Jack Nicholson movie. I'm not gonna go into it, but another one that I really liked was one with him and uh, this not well known. I don't even know. It might be out of print for all I remember, is uh, Iron Weed with uh, Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. I thought that one was really good, so if you haven't seen that one, check it. Go check that movie out. <laughs> I'm struggling here, people. I'm trying to keep this boat afloat. <laughs> anyway, um, again, as I have said before, um, I'm watching a lot of TV series. Um and which is funny because if you go back in the past um, on our show, I would always say I don't watch any TV series. I, I don't keep up with them, or I find it difficult to you know keep my interest. And I was I watch movies, 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 movies. Well, then of course Netflix did that little deal where they started letting you download certain things, movies and series, um, to your iPad and it makes it so convenient for me and I started watching these series and man now I'm fucking hooked and now every time when I should be probably watching movies for the show I'm watching some fucking series um this week uh Legion FX the FX series Legion started back up again you know uh another comic book based story uh this one can't comes from uh the X-Men uh, comics. Uh, Legion is a character. Well, in the comics, he and who knows how much they're going to follow along with this because uh, they seem to be doing their own thing, even with the characters and everything, which I like. Um, but he was the son of Professor Charles Xavier, uh, who uh, started and led the X Men. Um, and he is like one of the most powerful. Jeez, um, oh what do you? Um, not psycho. Well, psychokinesis and um, just on the mental plane, you know, reading minds, moving things with his mind, yada yada yada. Well, I guess at one time Professor X was 
it's hard to say, you know, it's like sports, you know, who's the best or whatever. And these are fictional characters. But um, the only thing about uh, the character Legion um, is, or David, uh, is that he is mentally, in, in the comic, mentally unstable. So that that's why they kind of put him away because they thought, okay, we need to put him away, put him in this, uh, I think Moira McTaggart, Moira McTaggart had him and was trying to work with him and trying to help him and trying to, um, uh, almost like, uh, with a psychic or, um, uh, almost like doing therapy with him to try and make him more stable mentally because he's so powerful he would be such a danger to the world. Now that's in the comic and everything. The show is awesome. Fuck. It's awesome. The if you haven't seen this, watch the first season of this. And when I say awesome, I am talking about top to bottom one of the most innovative and just the way everything they do in it is just great. Um, uh, it's hard to put my finger on what I'm trying to say as, as far as how they do it, how it's shot, uh, the concept of it, um, the music in it. Everything is like cutting edge. That's the perfect way to say it. The story, how they approach it, how the characters act, um, the quirkiness of it. Um, all the characters in it are great. The actors, all of them in it are great. Um, it's like you have all these X-Men movies that came out, and there are some of them that are good and some of them that are shit, and I'm including the you know Wolverine and that stuff, just from the X-Men side of Marvel Comics. This fucking series on FX, on television, fucking blows them all away. It blows away a lot of the fucking movies that I have seen as far as innovation, as far as, like I said, cutting edge, um, everything. So if you haven't uh, checked out Legion on FX, fucking check it out. And like I said, it definitely... It just started, the second season just started, so some of you that have watched the first season, you know, I think it started this past week on, like, Tuesday, on April 4th or something, and I forgot, and then I saw, I was like, I wonder when that's coming on, I looked, oh my god, it's already started, I gotta fucking watch it, and I would tell, I, was, I told Loaf, I said, um, um, I might have to put on, like, double condoms while watching this, because if it's as good as the fucking first season, I'm gonna be jizzing all over the place um let's see what else we've been doing yeah yes me uh loaf would watched uh death race with jason statham and i liked all those fucking movies um even the ones with uh luke goss uh because statham did only one of them and then luke goss replaced him as the same character but i thought he did a really good job and now the first one which I saw in the theater uh, because and the, one of the only reasons that I went to see it in the theater was because I was a big mark or a big fan of the movie with David Carradine, Death Race the Roger Corman uh, movie and uh, it also had Sylvester Stallone in it and uh, these are 
definitely more where the the one with Roger Corman it, it was more lo- like along the lines of the old Batman TV series, more campy, more of just fun uh, in in that way. Well, these are all done in a in a serious way, which I love, and I love that they actually brought back David Carradine uh, in a way at the very beginning of this uh, where they use his voice because the the character of the driver Frankenstein wears a mask all the time and uh, at the beginning of this they actually have that character from the Roger Corman movie um, the the guy at the very beginning of the movie is David Carradine there, it might not be David Carradine in the suit with the mask on it's another actor but it's his voice doing the part and they deal with uh, that character and what happens to him um, but I really like that one and like I said when Luke Goss took it over they, it, they're they straight to DVD after the Statham one but they're fun I thought I, th- I like the concept of it and I thought it was pretty fun uh, I haven't seen I'm not sure I've seen the the actual uh, last one I'll have to check it out the last one I saw they were in the desert having the race and I didn't think that one was as good but it was still worth a watch you know, as far as straight to DVD stuff goes it was pretty good and when you're talking you know straight to DVD now uh, you're getting it's like straight to Netflix or straight to Amazon or whatever Hulu everybody instead of you know producing these DVDs and and the funny thing was when you when when you used to have the straight to DVD movies a lot of them were low budget and they were really crappy well then they started getting better uh they actually started putting out instead of going through all these big um advertising campaigns and shit like that they would just put these movies out you know straight to Walmart on DVD well of course now everything's getting away from DVD going to digital download so you're finding you know like i said a lot of the stuff that i watch on netflix um uh as far as not movies and series uh they're putting out some good stuff some good quality stuff and some of it like i said you know i i've watched a, a few that i'll talk about here in, in just a few minutes on netflix and people were like well you know i didn't hear good things and then i watch it and i'm like okay this wasn't the greatest fucking thing in the world but it was pretty it wasn't bad it kept me entertained you know i wasn't bored and everything um another one that that just started back up that i have watched about well because i just got on um itunes to get the series is happen leonard's the third season of happen leonard um and what is it called the two bear mambo (laughs) okay the first two seasons of happen leonard i was just i really loved this one uh each episode kind of hits and misses there's there's parts of it that i like and there's parts of it that i'm kind of like eh you know it's not really blowing me away um I like the idea of of what they're the story, but there's just certain things in it that are just kind of uh, not up to par. I don't think with um, the first couple. But the thing about the Happen Leonard series, uh, and like I said, this is season three, the first two, um, is that you get a mix of kind of rural and redneckery sort of uh, funny stuff not straight out comedy but there's some funny shit in it uh and in this one i kind of almost wish they would have just went totally just 
dark with it and totally mean and which there is a lot of that in this one but then also there's some goofy shit thrown in there that is kind of like i think it kind of takes away from uh the the really nastiness of this season and the story and what's going on but anyway i'm gonna keep up with it it's not very long i don't need hell i'm for all i know i might be done with it i think i've watched five episodes the last one i watched was mambo number five <laughs> and um uh, so I, I guess maybe they have more i know that some of these um series like this don't there are maybe only like six episodes so i might only have one more to go and they just haven't shown it yet or don't have it up for download yet um somebody was talking about that they had watched damnation alley with jan michael vincent and george papad uh just like i said i'm just looking at some of the stuff just getting some inspiration because i'm doing this off the cuff but that was a movie that i when i was a kid before special effects before star wars before or not before special effects but before star wars you know when star wars the original in 77 hit it took everything to the next level as far as special effects goes um but before that um with like planet of the apes and movies where or even like jason and the argonauts or sinbad or um hmm, trying to think of some of the other stuff uh, but they, it was more low budget. Well, I don't even know as much low budget as they just didn't have the ability to do as many things, laser blast or something like that. Um, but I, I really loved this movie, and one of the reasons I was a big fan of Jan Michael Vincent um, is that I, I like that vehicle. <laughs> it's like a big. Uh, Winnebago or something, but it's it, they they explain it as full of like all this the the greatest technology and this is in a um, post apocalyptic you know utopian world where uh, they're driving through the desert and shit and this thing has like each instead of having four wheels it has f- you know the four only four wheels touch the ground but it has I think like uh, almost like replace no actually let's see what i'm thinking that in the front two wheels are touching the ground and in the back on or on each side okay let's see there's eight wheels on this goddamn scientific you know masterpiece of a winnebago that touch the ground but on top there's another wheel it's almost like on a triangle so i guess if they get a flat tire or something goes out or whatever that, that thing will shift uh to put a fresh tire down that's fixed and, and make it you wouldn't have to jack it up or anything that's kind of cool uh some of the special effects in it now i haven't seen it in a while are pretty pretty um sketchy as far as like giant scorpions and shit uh but still it's a fun watch like i said that's one i haven't seen in quite a while i'd like to see that one again who's the girl in that dominique sanda paul winfield's in that too jack earl haley who played rorschach um but anyway uh like i said that one's uh 1977 and the director of damnation alley was jack smite uh, writer was from the novel Damnation Alley by Roger Zelanzi, Zel, Zel, Zelanzni, and um, I think I'm pretty sure I saw that on TV. But my God, hell, back then I might have seen it in the uh, drive-in. 
you know, our parents would take us every once in a while to check some shit out. Dead air. I have to speak about this movie because it was so fucking bad it made me want to vomit. Um, it's called One More Time with um, Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford. And this movie was a fucking... It was horrible. It was a piece of fucking shit. I mean, literally, I ended up turning it off because I couldn't stand watching it. Um, it's very um, zany. Uh, like that 1970s... Uh, late 60s, early 70s zany uh, kind of a movie. Um it was on this, and um, let me see what's what's the deal is. I didn't look at any of the filmography or anything of it to give you an idea. Oh well, it was directed by Jerry Lewis. I didn't know that until now, uh, so that explains a fucking lot of it. Jesus Christ, no wonder it fucking sucked, because um, a lot of the comedy in this was Jerry Lewis like type comedy that you would see in his old movies. Really goofy. Like Sammy Davis Jr., like I'm, sh- I, I, I'm sure that Jerry Lewis probably said, "Okay, um, just go with it, Sammy, you know, and uh, ham it up and make funny faces and shit." It was stupid. Um, two nightclub owners find themselves in trouble with the law. One of them goes to his English lord brother for help, and the lord is later murdered. He swaps places with his dead brother to solve the murder. Well, that doesn't sound too fucking bad. But it definitely, it had to have been Jerry, because as soon, like I said, I did not know that while I was watching this, and as soon as I saw that Jerry Lewis directed it, it explains a lot, uh, because a lot of his comedy and his movies, like when I, maybe when I was a little kid, I might have liked it, but it's so hokey and goofy and zany, that, but oh my god, it, was, it just fucking sucked. There were some um, cameos in this that I noticed. That's the one thing about that this channel. Um, they show a lot of movies that are out of print, and you find out why a lot of those movies are still out of print, because they suck. Uh, but then again, there's a lot of times I'll get on there, and I see some movies that uh, with some big stars in it, and I'm like, fuck, I've never heard of this, and I watch it, and they're actually pretty good. I was going to say, I thought I saw... Okay, here we go. Let's see. Harry Carey Jr., Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee. There were people that, uh, I guess maybe because they were friends of Sammy at the Rat Pack or Jerry Lewis or whatever, they are thrown in there with little wink-wink, nod-nod, you know, just little uh, parts where they are, um, they're just there for like a, a shot. And you're like, oh shit, there's Christopher Lee. And they're even like, those. they're all uncredited in the in the movie. Andy Bradford, who the fuck was that? He was in the tick. Octopussy. Sid and Nancy. He was in Highlander. Huh. Andy Bradford. I've seen him before. After 17 years as an actor in the theater, film, and television, including roles in The Family Way, Alfred the Great, Robin Red Beast, and The Hallcroft Covenant, Andy enjoyed a successful career as a pr- principal stunt double on many feature films, including The Princess Bride, Octopussy, Highlander. Huh. For many. Let's see. What else is going on with this dude? I'm going to give him a little bit of props. Maybe nobody's ever heard of this old Andy Bradford. I'm sure that uh, Terry Frost has, because he is the quintessential go-to guy on 
a lot of these older films, films and actors and people like that. But anyway, one more time. Uh, I, you can give it a look. Like I said, if you like Jerry Lewis movies, you might like that one. Um, I kind of like some of those Rat Pack movies like Ocean's Eleven or uh, uh, the Sergeant's movie with uh, Dino and Frank Sinatra. And then there was the one with... Um, Oh, the one with Frank and uh, had Charles Bronson in it and Dean Martin. Uh, now I have to look up Franky, Frankenstein, old blue eyes they called him. <laughs> uh, I want to say four the hard way, but that's not the the Sergeant's four. I think is one is the one I'm thinking of, and then the other one. What the hell? Now, Jesus. Well, of course, he's in 5,000 um, series, so trying to go through his IMDb is impossible. Uh, four for Texas. That one also has uh, Charles Bronson in it. That's a, that's a, see, now that one is kind of tongue-in-cheek, a little bit slapsticky. It's got the Three Stooges in it. It's got, for just a like a little quick scene, um, Charles Bronson's in it, uh, Iron Mike Mazurki. Um, but it's done uh, in an entertaining way. I really like that one, Four for Texas. Let me look up its thingy here real quick. Ursula Andres, and who was the other? There's two girls, Anita Ekberg. So you got two really hot babes in it, too. Victor Buono, uh, Richard Jekyll, Jack Elam, of course. Great. Um, but like I said, th- now th- those kind of which I consider them Rat Pack movies, anything with Dean and fucking Sammy and Frank or you know those guys in any kind of combination. Uh, like I said, the Ocean's Eleven movies. Um, I'm surprised they didn't have Henry Silva thrown in here. Um, but I think they're good. Yeah, Jerry Lewis's stench of of comedy is all over fucking uh, uh, one more time, and it sucked. Um, uh, moving on here. Yes, 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 yes. Watch some Woody Allen movies. Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm having pangs. Pangs. Um, Radio Days and Love and Death. Uh, which, well, I like that one because it, it kind of takes place, uh, during the, like, Russian Revolution and stuff like that. It's a, a actual period piece for Woodrow P. Dick, Woody Allen. Um, those were all, they must have been having a Woody Allen film fest on uh, this um, because I caught several of those and I haven't seen those. I was surprised um, when I started watching them. I'm not saying I'm like some kind of great uh, cinem, what do they call it? cinephile because there are things that I have not seen but I did not see um, some of these and to be honest with you, most of his movies, uh, you know, however you feel about Woody Allen as far as his personal life and all that shit, um, I have yet to see really any of his movies that I didn't li- like, and a lot of them just, you know, really love. Uh, they're done well. They're fucking funny. Um, what's the other one that I watched? Um, oh, ba ba Love and Death, and I already said that one, I think. There was another one. Oi, 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 o
what's new pussycat now some of the earlier ones were more just kind of like i said about you know uh, the other movies slapsticky and funny um like take the money and run what's new pussycat uh what's up tiger lily yada 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 Pussycat, pussycat, I love you. Yes, I do. You and your pussycat lips. You and your pussycat eyes. You and your pussycat nose. Thank you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm a buffoon, people. But I'm lovable. Just don't don't count me out. Shadows and fog. There it is. I was just that. See, that was what they call a time filler right there. I didn't give you dead air. I gave you a, a, some entertainment and shit. Um, but all of those were good. I enjoyed them, and uh, I had not seen any of them. Radio days, uh, shadows and fog, and is it life and death? Man, my God, I'm losing my memory too. I can't love and death. Sorry. Um, I watched the movie. This was a straight to uh, Netflix. Well, not straight to Netflix because Netflix uh, actually uh, produced it. Was the Titan? Now, this was one. This is one of those ones that someone had said. You know, um, I haven't watched this yet. A lot of people are watching these uh, Netflix uh, series and produced series and movies because you know they're they're easily available if you're paying for the subscription anyway. And um, they said that um, they hadn't watched it, but they hadn't heard good things. I liked about 75% of this movie. Um, It is directed by Leonard Ruff, written by, the screenplay was written by Max Hurwitz, a story story by uh, Arash Amel, and it stars Sam Worthington, Taylor Schilling, and Tom Wilkinson. Well, number one, okay. I think we've discussed on Gentleman's Guide and several other uh, groups that the acting ability of Sam Worthington, even you know as far back as like uh, Avatar, and um, that he, it's almost for me like the Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner. I added a T there. Uh, I think Jeremy Renner is probably a better actor than Sam Worthington. But it's with Sam Worthington. It's kind of like okay, he's not that great of an actor. He does have a uh, a good look. Um, I think one of the best movies I saw him in, as far as acting, and I didn't even know it was him because his he had a, such a different look, was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, what was that thing called? You all know. You know. You won't help me. Nobody helps me. Nobody on here helps me. Sabotage. Or sabotage. He plays James Monster Murray. Monster, get over there and blow the door. <laughs> I, wasn't he the one that was married to Lizzie? The, I, I mean, she fucking stole the show. because I, I, One thing I loved about that movie was that um, you had this little badass gremlin of a, of a, of a chick uh, character that ends up... Well, I don't want to fucking... Uh, spoil that one either but anyway let's see what's going on here with sam worthington yeah, i starred with him in this movie called sabotage or oh, sabotage 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 samuel henry 
John Worthington. You can't trust him. He's got three first, three names before his last name. Samuel Henry John Worthington was born uh, August second, nineteen seventy-six, in Surrey, England. And let me let me tell you something. Arnold Schwarzenegger came out uh, a few weeks ago and said he was going to sue all of the oil companies for uh like destroying the environment and shit and then like right after that he had to have massive fucking heart surgery i'm not being a conspiracy theorist but i'm just saying so anyway uh sam worthington um his parents gene and uh, ronald worthington a power plant employee moved the family to australia and when he was six months old, they moved to Australia and raised him and his sister Lucinda in Warbro, uh, a suburb of Perth. <laughs> I'm not going to go on with that shit anymore. It's hurting my, my credibility. <laughs> but Sam Worthington, I saw him in this movie, The Titan. Oh my God, now I'm going to be fucking doing that the whole rest of the goddamn show. Um, I like Avatar. I know some of you. And, okay, I know some of you didn't like Avatar. And I know some of you don't like Avatar and haven't seen fucking Avatar, and if you haven't seen it, and you still are commenting on, oh, fucking then fuck you. If you haven't seen something, eat my nuts. <laughs> eat my blue nuts. I liked Avatar. I, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing in the world, but I enjoyed it. And I, you know, maybe in the next hundred years, James Cameron, if they give him some kind of life, uh, Make him immortal or something. He'll come out with the next one. Uh, but I, I really liked Worthington in Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. Those were two that I liked. Uh, he was good in the Unabomber TV series, which is uh, a Netflix series, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, as Jim Fitz Fitzgerald. That was a good show. Um, I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge. That was maybe a little bit too... seemed like a little bit too uh, rah-rah, sis-boom-ba let's go kill people over in uh, the desert. You don't want to go in the desert. Uh, the Debt, I liked him in that too. But anyway, The uh, Titan. The, t- the Titan. Um, I I like the concept, the concept of it. Um, with uh, and Basically, the concept of it. Let me see if we got a synopsis here that I can read and be funny. <laughs> Hotshot Air Force pilot Rick Jansen is chosen for military experiment that will create a human being capable of surviving the harsh environments of Saturn's moon, Titan. The experiment is successful, turning Rick into a suit. Well, shit, I don't want to fucking tell everybody the goddamn whole thing of it. Like I said, I liked almost the whole the whole movie, probably about 75 to 80% of it. Um... I'm just uh, the ending was fine. It was where it needed to go and everything, but for some reason, I don't know what there was that just really. I enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through and never got bored. I love Tom Wilkinson. That's another reason to watch this, is he's good in just about everything. What you doing, Chief? You come in to visit Daddy? You come in to visit Daddy and say hi with your soft fur, licking your lips, and now you're yawning. Last night you were sleeping so soundly. He was sleeping so soundly. Uh, my nephew came over and we were watching wrestling uh, for goddamn seemed like about four hours, but some good stuff. Not WrestleMania. We were watching uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, and uh, 
uh, that just happened here recently, and uh, it was really good. I've, I enjoyed it. But Chief, when, when he got ready to leave, of course, Mary pops up, and she you know, goes outside with my nephew, and I wanted Chief to go out to pee, and he he was in deep sleep. He was in REM sleep because he was dreaming. He was laying on his side, and his little feet were like all four of them were like paddling, like he was running or swimming or something on his side. And uh, God, there, there's times now where he sleeps so soundly, I'll, I have to go in and nudge him with my foot to just to get him to wake up. And when I do that, it still takes him, you know, a while for his eyes to clear up and for him, you can tell, to realize where he is. And you know, but he's getting old. But he likes to come in here with Daddy when he's. When he's podcasting, what's a going on, Chief? You fluffy dog, you black fluffy dog. You're like the Black Panther too. He's. I think sometimes maybe when he was dreaming, he was dreaming that he was fighting Killmonger, and um, claw. Anyway, so anyway, Titans worth a watch. It's not the greatest goddamn movie in the world, but like I said, it's worth a watch. Been uh, kind of looking at some John Holmes stuff. Not well. I guess maybe I did watch maybe a couple of pornos that he was in i don't really notice too much about uh, other than the women uh i was uh viewing some classic porn with uh amberlynn gingerlynn christy canyon people like that um and john holmes at least his penis was in it um he is not an attractive individual uh, i heard you know like on some i posted the one documentary on our group here just a few minutes ago but, um, you know, from listening to a lot of the women that he worked with, they said as far as being a, <laughs> I don't know if I should say lover, but as far as the sex goes and stuff like that, you know, when he was in a sex scene, they said, you know, he was, you know, fun and gentle and, you know, uh, uh, more of a, kind of, he wasn't like Max Hardcore spitting in the people's women's faces and slapping them and all that shit. Um, but, yeah, um, but you kind of had like a... Um, a dual thing because some of the actresses said as far as a human being goes he was a piece of shit and i'm sure those are a lot of the ones that worked with him when he was in full-blown addiction mode and then some of them said he was just the nicest sweetest guy and he was real you know uh um tender and caring and all that um but like i said you know you go from being a if you even if you watch boogie nights uh which was kind of like a a fictionalized version of his life starts out as this young guy that um, is innocent and doesn't know a lot about anything and then becomes a full-blown you know uh, addict and uh, uh, one consensus was of course when he got into his addiction and stuff like that that he was a fucking huge liar and everything but I think as he got famous he even without the drugs he became a big liar because um trying to prop himself up as being more than what he was because of course he's in a you know the pornography industry uh, and um but he would say you know i i have uh these rich women that uh hire me to go all over the world all over the country and all over the world they would fly him to these places just to have sex with them and everything and his manager said you know that's all bullshit you know and he didn't have like a a limousine or living like uh you know some plush manhattan um penthouse or something like that you know he was just a big bullshitter um but anyway even though like i said a porn star and it's another thing you know i'll bring up here in a second i I get sidetracked with my with my my thoughts um 
still an interesting character as far as like doing a character study of him and you know what kind of person he was and just that life to live that to actually live that life and the good the bad the the horrific and uh, you know and that kind of stuff but one thing i was going to bring up and i'm you know i'm not saying anything about anybody in particular or whatever but i was talking about like okay i posted a fucking thing it was the 28th anniversary of the movie pretty woman which i enjoyed i'll be honest with you i saw it in the theater when it first came out i thought it was a good movie it was entertaining it was funny it was it's a light-hearted movie it's not our usual fare on fucking silver and gold of course where we usually cover just about everything but um you know just the, the cult cinema stuff it's definitely not that I, I really like richard Gere as an actor um and i you know i don't mind julia roberts she's been in some good stuff and at one time she was pretty hot yeah, dig it. Anyway, uh, look at long fucking hair, like curly red hair. Row! <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so cocaine's a hell of a drug. Anyway, um, I posted that, and you know, you get a lot of comments about you know the character that and, and the character that Joey Roberts plays in the movie, of course, is a prostitute, and it's uh, the the classic story of horror with a heart of gold and almost like a um, Pygmalion kind of a thing where she is this um, really doesn't you know doesn't doesn't have uh, doesn't grow up with a lot of class or whatever and everything and then she hooks up with this guy and he refines her and tries to and he fall of course falls in love with her and tries to you know whatever um, I think, and I know this story has probably been done before, you know, they might not have said prostitute, but it's a girl from the other side of the tracks, or whether it's, uh, you know, Irma LaDuchin, you know, Shirley MacLaine, or, or, um, well, you know, so I'm trying to think that one with, uh, a Capuchin, and Jane Fonda, and Lawrence Harvey, um, what was that movie called? Something about the cat. <laughs> Look, look it up. <laughs> Jesus, I'm nuts. Uh, um, I'll look up Lawrence Harvey because he died, so this filmography will be shorter. Because Jane Fonda, it'll take me forever to find a mother freaker. Ah, mother freaker. Let's see. Boy, Jane Fonda was hot in that fucking movie. And I still don't know if it's pronounced Capuchin or how you pronounce that, but man, she was a beautiful woman. Woof. Uh, where's it at? Come to me. Do you remember when we met? That's the day I knew you were my pet. Where the fuck is that movie? It's something about a black goddamn fucking cat. Don't tell me it's not on here, you son bitch. Jane Fonda was in it. <laughs> it was in black and white, so it had to be before the 70s. Oh, The Spy with a Cold Nose, 1966. I'm going to have to look that one up. That looks, uh, as long as Jerry Lewis didn't fucking direct it. Okay, there's the Alamo. Well, that was in color. So I guess, Jesus Christ, 1960. I, you know, but, well, I was just thinking of when they actually started doing color in fucking movies. I'm going to lose my thought about what I was actually, uh, the point I was going to make with this whole goddamn, oh my god, go to hell, you fucking asshole, Ugh. God hates my guts, let's see, 
I will find this people. I'm sorry that I am uh, bothering you. Let's see what what other. Uh, uh, if I do another musical interlude, I'll never find it because I get distracted with my performance. <laughs> Maybe the motherfucker wasn't in this goddamn fucking movie. I know he was. I saw it. Jesus Christ! You goddamn son of a bitch. Oh, okay. God damn it. Rotten hell. <sighs> Lawrence Harvey Jane fucking Fonda. There it is, you bastard. Walk on the wild side. What the hell was I talking about? A black cat? Oh, there's a... I, isn't there a black cat? And this fucking something about a black cat? Or am I thinking about another fucking movie? Walk on the wild side. Okay, I might as well talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> Directed by Edward Dimtrick. And uh, written by John Fonte, Edmund Morris, and Ben Hecht. Uh, starring Lawrence Harvey, Capucine, uh, Jane Fonda, and Baxter. Oh, she was hot, too. She was in uh, Ten Commandments. Moses, Moses, Moses. And Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, Barbara Stanwyck was uh, not, a, not a nice person in this. She was good, though, man. It's, this is a fucking good movie. You ought to watch it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, welcome to Wilds. I watched that fucking movie. I thought there was something about a black cat in that fucking movie. I swear to God. I'm not making this up to try and make myself look cool. Um, but anyway, you know, you got like, and this is nobody, I mean, I'm people joking and stuff like that, but everybody's like, oh, you know, uh, Julia Roberts' character and that was a hoe. She was nothing but a hoe. You know, all oh, they, they sugar, and I think the point of it was is that they're sugarcoating the fact that she was a prostitute where as if she was really a, you know, a, a, a uh, streetwalker, which she was in the movie, um, she wouldn't be as attractive. She'd probably be hooked on drugs and, da, 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 and all this stuff. And if you turn, but we're talking about a lighthearted love story here, people. My God, we're not talking about like a a fucking uh, Christopher Reeves and uh, Morgan Freeman movie where you know it's down and dirty or fucking Wings Hauser with Ramrod and he's gonna come and try and cut Richard Gears. Now those do sound like good movies. Like if they had Pretty Woman two, where Wings Hauser as Ramrod comes to try and take back his bitch, his property because her money isn't right because she's hanging out with fucking Richard Gere all the time trying to live her life but he's not going to let her change her life because she's nothing but a whore and he's going to drag her back because she's a, she's just a money-making machine for him and he's going to use her up and then spit her out. Yeah, you know, that would be fucking awesome. Of course, Julia Roberts is probably too old now and Richard Gere. Yeah, no, 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 okay. Okay, they're both older now and they're they're the age that Richard Gere and Julia Roberts are now and they're living together and they're all happy and everything like that. But Ramrod, who is now older too, brings Hauser. He shows up. She he sees her in like some some place. She's like shopping or something and he walks up and he's still he's still a pimp. But he's even grosser, you know, because he's older and fucking gross. And then he he's like, you know, of course he's not going to prostitute her, but he wants revenge because she got away from him. And we could say, like, okay, um, you know, nobody gets away from Ramrod. Oh, didn't Ramrod die, though? <laughs> okay, anyway. But anyway, whore with a heart of gold and everything. But the thing is, and this one was talking about the John Holmes thing and, like, uh, uh, porn stars, sex workers in general. You know, I think we get a a certain amount of um, just a knee-jerk reaction is, oh, she's a hoe or a porn star or something like that. Oh, they're just a you know some piece of shit that's you know 
doing it's so disgusting who would do that for money blah 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 but underneath you know they're still human beings they're still people and that's a, a lot of the reason why um uh, get on my political high horse here i think they should make prostitution legal i think that they should legalize it they should um regulate it uh the girls should be tested and um you know take the negative stigma out of it uh and but also another reason for that is to protect these people uh one of the reasons that a lot of this shit is so bad and and so awful is that um well another thing is drug addiction uh again think legalize that legalize all this all the fucking drugs uh legalize prescribe and one of the um uh rules of the prescription is you have to go to treatment and there's a lot of people that are like heroin addicts and things like that that if they could get uh their drugs that they need because they are in full-blown addiction they can it'd be like a they can actually work and carry on a good uh, a normal life or as normal as can be until they can get treated find out psychologically what the causes are that make them want to blitz themselves out of their mind as far as you know drug themselves out of their mind or whatever uh or you know what in their past has made them turn to this stuff and like with heroin addiction or opioid addiction give them enough to function so they don't get sick so they're you know and so they can go and work and while they're working out their problems to get a job and again with the prostitution and things like that the reason that you have fucking pimps and that you have this abuse of of women in the sex industry by their pimps and by their by the johns and by the police and by society is because we have this negative stigma where you just look at them like they're just a piece of shit or you know like a a pile of dog shit or trash you know and that's still a person that's still somebody's daughter uh somebody you know if, if that person was your daughter or your mother daughter you know family member whoever or a friend you know y- you want to help them and you definitely don't want to see somebody violently uh, abuse them or abuse them in any way just because you know well she's a hoe or she's a you know a prostitute or she's a, a porn star they all want it you know they're just fucking scumbags or just whores they're nymphomaniacs blah 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 so anyway that's me up on my high horse and like i said i know everybody that was saying that it's more of a joke as far as like um um that the movie wasn't realistic, I think, more than anything. You know, Julia Roberts, not uh, not many uh, prostitutes that are streetwalkers are going to look like Julia Roberts did in that fucking movie. But then again, I'm telling you what, man, I went to Vegas and I saw some pretty fucking uh, attractive prostitutes. And then, like, that Amber Smith, who played the um, one character in... Oh, Jesus Christ. Um the hell is that fucking movie with uh russell crowe and kevin spacey uh, la confidential she plays a character in la confidential uh, one of the one of the ladies that gets the nose job uh and russell crowe uh thinks that she's been abused and she's like no she just had her nose done or whatever so she would look like i think veronica lake or somebody now veronica lake was who kim basically looked like but anyway whoever she was supposed to look like she's a stunningly gorgeous and she was a supermodel, and she was also in the funeral with um, uh, 
Christopher Penn and Christopher Walken. And, um, but she was literally as beautiful as she is with that goddamn long ass fucking lion mane of hair, uh, tall, beautiful, like a, like I said, like a supermodel. She was a prostitute even after she was in these movies, a high end call girl, like $5,000 a night or whatever, or, you know, to have sex with her and stuff in Las Vegas. Cause her career was going down the tubes and she had an addiction problem. And, um, so, you know, like I said, yeah, she was also in private parts and American beauty. <laughs> but she, the reason that I know, you know, about a lot of this stuff was she was on, I think either celebrity rehab, I think celebrity rehab, she was on there. And like I said, just a beautiful woman. And to think that she would be, you know, but that's a fact of life. Prostitution has been around for, you know, forever, uh, since the beginning of time, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, it's here, so why not regulate it? And it's almost like the war on drugs, where uh, they would be better off to legalize it and take the criminal element out of it. I think. Anyway, so again, that's my little political thing and my social commentary on sex workers. I'm watching Better Call Saul season three, which is very good. This thing better be taping, you motherfucker. It is. Anyway. um I started watching Better Call Saul. They put it on um, Netflix for free. You can download it to your iPad. And um, I started season three, and I'm just fucking eating it up, man. This is this show is so good. I really love it. Um, Bob Odenkirk. And uh, just Michael McKeon's in it. Uh, played uh, Lenny and Lenny and Squiggy, and he was in uh, Spinal Tap. Is very good. He plays... Uh, Bob Odenkirk's brother. Uh, Bob Odenkirk plays the lead character, uh, well, Jimmy McGill, and um, Michael McKeon plays his brother Chuck. And uh, Jonathan Banks is just fucking awesome in it. I love him in this. And uh, Rhea Seahorn, uh, who plays uh, Jimmy's um, partner in, in the law firm and everything, and partner in life. <laughs> uh, she's really good too. The whole show is good. It's it's uh, if you haven't seen uh, Better Call Saul. Um, I am motoring through season three, and I have season four on the horizon. Yes, I do. It's a good show. Jonathan Banks, I love his, love him. I loved him and all of the stuff he's been in over the years. He kind of just uh, was there in, um, like, uh, I think maybe the first thing I might have seen him in was Wise Guy with Ken Wall, the TV show. Uh, but he just has that draw, droll uh look and just delivery and everything uh but can be a, a menacing badass too menacing badass uh next thing i watched was 1957's the lonely man hey i'm getting into actually stuff that i've watched the lonely man from 1957 directed by henry uh, levin and uh written by harry essex and robert smith and this stars jack palance and anthony perkins neville brand who else is in this uh, Alyssa Cook Jr. I always say Alyssa. That's I mean I always wanted to say Eliza, but it's Alicia Cook Jr. He's been in a ton of shit. Claude Akins, Lee Van Cleef, uh, Denver Pyle. This was pretty good. Tennessee Ernie Ford was in this. Oh, he was the singer. <laughs> he was singing the theme song. Um, this one kind of reminds me a good companion piece for this would be uh, the Gunfighter with Gregory Peck. Um, I enjoyed this one. Thought it was good. Uh, it is on. I think it was on my Comcast in demand free movie. 
uh, free movies. And um, Anthony Perkins, mm, a lot of, of course, you know, Psycho, he was excellent in that, the creepy guy. And and um, in this, he's pretty good. I just have never been, like, really... Uh, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He was kind of a go-to guy uh, and got a lot of work back in the day at one time. I think for some reason I'm remembering that he was involved with maybe Tab Hunter, had like a relationship, and then he kind of, he was bisexual and kind of going back and forth, and then he kind of, uh, he not only, he was involved with Tab Hunter, and like I said, an actual relationship. But then I'm trying to think what happened because it was in that documentary about Tab Hunter that uh, I think was on Netflix at one time. Um, he did something really shitty, really like a, a kind of um, sleazy, not sexually, but sleazy is like it had to do with the career their careers, but he did something, and I cannot put my finger on it, cannot remember what it was, that you not only don't do to somebody that you care about, but you don't do to a friend. And um, so then now when I watch him, I'm thinking, yeah, well, this guy's kind of a dick. But Jack Palance was really good in this. I I thought he was excellent. Uh, Like I said, this is kind of a a smaller Western, 1957, black and whitey, but um, Palance, uh, after playing so many menacing characters... Um, he, you know, when I talked about in the Pretty Woman, the whore with the heart of gold character, which has gone down through, you know, movies a million times, that type of character. Well, Jack P- Jack Palance or Jack Palance character in this is the um, the the gunfighter that's going straight. And like I said, that's kind of like how uh, Gregory Peck was in the Gunfighter. So check this one out. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And like I said, if you have Comcast, it's free. Just go to your in-demand and uh, go under movies and look for free movies. And you can watch a lot of good uh, stuff on there. Dig it. Uh, watched uh, Wyatt Earp. I'm Wyatt Earp. Uh, with uh, Kevin Costner again, uh, just because my friend was watching it. Um, again, not as good as Tombstone. Not as entertaining. It uh, tries to get be more factually based as far as its look. Uh, and it doesn't have as much Hollywood other than it has a, like a Hollywood thing in it that Kevin Costner was really getting into making um, he wanted to do like old Hollywood and make these epics that are like fucking four hours long and shit it is kind of funny watching uh, Costner try and play a like 16 year old Wyatt Earp when he was probably like 40 and they give him this long hair and he, hey, he talks like this anyway you know Wyatt Earp and I'm kind of tombstone blah 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 anyway i've told loaf uh, here lately for some reason i think it has to do with uh pinterest which i i was speaking to him and telling him that uh pinterest is basically a colossal waste of time because all i do is sit on there and i see a picture of a good looking woman and i drag it to to a, a file or whatever and, and then i'll like i have like a uh one uh with the Good-looking women in it. One with uh, Hollywood, animals, football, hockey, comic books. You know, just my usual shit. But all I do is just sit there and flip through these pictures of, of beautiful women. And for some reason, and I know there's a lot of people, it seems like, online that hate Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God, I'm just crushing on her fucking heart. I love her. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. Um, 
uh, want to watch uh, and uh, again uh, her as Catwoman. I thought she did an excellent job as Catwoman, and some people are like she wasn't worth shit as Catwoman. But then other people who read the Catwoman comics now and how Catwoman is portrayed, you know, say she was excellent as Catwoman. She played Catwoman like Catwoman is portrayed in the comics. Uh, whereas other people, I think they look back at Catwoman as more like the um, maybe like the Julie Newmar Eartha Kitt kind of a thing. It's just a the, the, even the whole Batman thing where some people like the dark Batman character and some people like the campy Batman character. Anyway, Love posted a picture of Mark Wahlberg. I still can't stand him. Um, and and he does look like Chaka, uh, not like the Will Ferrell Chaka, which was a a, a fucking. Um, I don't know. I fucking can't. Sometimes I can't stand Will fucking Farrell. He's like uh, that fat guy um, that plays in those pothead movies. What the hell's that guy's name? <laughs> With James Russo. <laughs> James Russo? What the fuck's that guy's name? No, not James Russo. What the hell's that other Russo guy's name? James Russo is pretty good. I like him. Russo. What's that guy, Russo? Who's that Russo? Is it Russo? the hell am i talking about oh god damn it um um god damn it i can't i can't even fathom what i'm trying who, who i'm thinking of here and eh, jesus christ let me look the bastard up james franco what the hell i got russo james russo i said james Russo and it's James Franco. Anyway, uh, and who's that dude, that fucking fat guy with the curly hair that I can... He's not as... I don't know. Uh, Fat guy. There he is. He was in that Green Hornet movie, which I thought was sucked. Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, I put him sort of like with the Will Ferrell. Um, Sometimes I can take him, but sometimes I'm like, okay, this dude isn't that great. And what the hell did Will Ferrell do that got me off on this tangent about Will Ferrell? Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Land of the Lost. Chaka. Okay. I watched Land of the Lost Saturday mornings on TV when I was a little kid. And you had Chaka. Sarisa Taka. And you had the, um, um, the hell were those fucking weird things called? Slee Stacks. Yes. Okay, Slee Stacks. And um, uh, Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. Anyway, so um, Mark Wahlberg looks like Chaka from the original series. He is like Triple H in wrestling. He's taking so many steroids and HGH and shit that his forehead is growing. And he's ugly. He has a little fucking ugly face. He can't grow a goddamn beard, but he insists on having this patchy it looks like somebody put elmer's glue on his face ripped out their pubic hairs and threw it at his face that's what his beard looks like i don't like him i don't understand why people like him so much anyway whatever that's their prerogative me everybody's talking all this stuff about me Uh, is there anything else that I like (laughs) that I could bitch about okay we're getting down to the lifetime movie okay watching Rob Lowe in um, the Drew Peterson story is definitely worth a watch he is but the thing is I was going to say he was horrible but if you ever see Drew Peterson um, 
that's the way the guy looked and the way the guy acted. The guy was a fucking horrible human being and a piece of shit. But Rob Lowe squinting and I mean just oh my god, he's got this fake mustache on and oh my god. So that was that was a lifetime movie that we watched at the beach. I watched with my mommy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, come with me if you want to live. I watched Terminator Two. And I watched Terminator 3. Now, I liked Terminator 2. I thought it was excellent. I thought the first one was excellent. Uh, you know, somebody said that uh, they thought that uh, Terminator 2 was like a kid movie. And I don't I don't know where that's coming from. I don't see it. Linda Hamilton was so good in that. She was so strong woman, you know, character. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who's that little bastard? that Matt Mills likes. <laughs> Ed Furlong. Yes. Um, he was excellent. Everybody was good. That movie was just top to bottom really good. It's like Predator, you know. It's just awesome. Uh, Terminator 3? Meh. I still can't really get into it. Um, uh, Christina, or Chris, is it Christana? Uh, Loken? I remember when this was first coming out and they said they're going to have a female Terminator and she's really hot and la 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 la. Well, let me tell you something. She wasn't that hot in this fuck, in the Terminator 3 movie, uh, which was called what? What's this bastard called? I know it's like, uh, uh, Rise of the Machine. Sorry. I've been eating. Uh, <laughs> I've been eating food. Um, Uwe Boll makes her so much hotter in his movies. And in this movie, I know she's supposed to be badass and everything, but I mean... She wasn't that fucking hot, and the, the the outfit they put her in it doesn't really show anything. And I'm not sex the sexual objectification of fucking women in movies. Uh, but if you're gonna put a fucking hot woman in it that's like a, a model slash actress, then you know fucking show some stuff. You know you don't show nudity or which they kind of did show some nudity because of course when they come through the portal or whatever, and you could see Arnold Arnold comes through the portal full frontal nudity with his big cock. Hanging out, and he puts on the the cheesy uh, um, star sparkly glasses, and they're not him. So he takes him off and smashes him, puts on his glasses. Anyway, uh, this one was just not that great. Uh, Nick Stahl, I think, is a good actor. I remember him in Carnival. Um, but Claire Danes, me, I, I like her as an actress, but this movie just wasn't that good for me. It didn't. It wasn't that great. Me. And Arnold was starting to look old, so they tried to make him look younger. And, you know, he wasn't as big because he wasn't on the juice. <laughs> they had to put a lot of black shit in his hair. Uh, but anyway, Christine, Christana Loken. Uh, and this was, you know, this was a make or break for her to me because she, you know, uh, this is a huge movie. And if you look at her, she is beautiful. But in that movie... And it's like the, the the sexual objectification of women. Somebody said about the new um, Tomb Raider movie. Well, I like this one way better because they're not sexually objectifying her her body like they did uh, Angelina Jolie. Well, I like the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies. I like the first one the best, of course. But I mean, they're not. It's like the Netflix straight to Netflix movies. 
they're not the greatest goddamn movie in the world, but they entertain me, and I, I, you know, and she was fucking hot. She had a nice Angelina Jolie with the big boobies and everything, and and that's the the character at the time in the in the game was fucking hot and shit. So anyway, um, but when they say the sexual objectification of of Angelina Jolie's body, I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I I'm sorry. Do we say the same thing about the sexual objectification of Chris Evans' body or Matthew McConaughey's body or um, what's that douchebag that um, was in the goddamn stripper? Tanning Chatham? <laughs> Tanning Chatham! Do we, do we fucking bitch about that when they come out and they show their ass or they show their fucking Arnold in this showing his ass and big old muscles and stuff like that? And another thing about that is is the pick fucking people bitching about Alice Eve in the Star fucking Trek movie. Oh, that scene was so awful. She There was no reason for her to take her clothes off. They just did it to sexually objectify her. Blah, 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 blah. But the same fucking people that would bitch about that they watch Wind River, and I have not heard one fucking person on the internet talk about the sexual objectification of Scarlet Witch's body in that fucking movie where they, for no reason whatsoever, she's in a room with this Native American, First Nations or whatever, woman, and she says, you know, she needs like a snowmobile outfit to wear, and she borrows this woman's daughter's snowmobile apparel so she doesn't freeze to death and she's pulling on the thing and they pan down to nothing but her ass the camera goes nothing right nothing but her ass is in the frame in a thong pulling up that the bottoms of that thing and she's in there with this other woman and not one fucking person of these fucking assholes has come out and said blah 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 oh, blah 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 Alice Eve blah 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 well goddamn it what's good for the goose is good for the gander you guys just hate Star Trek and fuck you Alice Eve is beautiful you go to hell anyway I'm bitching again I might have to dump this episode too if I start bitching uh me 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 what else are we watching here uh, my husband's secret life. That one wasn't that good. That's one thing I was telling my mom is um, a lot of those Lifetime movies. I like the real sleazy ones. The sleazy ones are like a porn uh, kind of uh, storyline without the porn. Where um, say almost like Poison Ivy, where there's a happily married couple and their daughter, and um, or they have a baby and the babysitter moves in or an au pair to live with them and she wants to kill or get rid of the wife and take over uh seduce the husband blah 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 blah, blah. or it's the best friend of the <clears throat> of the daughter and she moves in and she starts fucking the the husband starts fucking her or um i'm trying to think of some other really good sleazy ones but some good sleazy shit on there you know the my husband's secret sex life and all this and that and everything but if you start watching them too early in the evening they're not sleazy enough a lot of the ones that we watched were like had the i mean i know maybe they're being topical but a lot of them were like uh my husband's secret life while well, he wasn't having sex with a guy on the side he wasn't uh going to the glory hole or he wasn't screwing a prostitute or his babysitter or anything he, it would be like he was a russian spy there were several different ones we watched that had to do with like a, the guy was being like a spy like for, like uh the tv show the americans or something but the wife didn't know it or the one um what's this one called motherfucker uh patient killer um 
the the son the the husband just disappears and nobody knows where he's at he's got like a secret life and the son needs some kind of surgery that only the husband like you know they need the husband to be there for something to do with the surgery and but blah, blah, blah. uh what was that one uh betrayed i don't remember oh okay i remember that one this guy was like a fucking just a piece of shit uh like a killer and um uh, but yeah, some of the ones we watched, there wasn't any that were really that great. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, I watched uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire. I thought this one was pretty good. Uh, or Actually, really good. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't know what it was going to be about. I thought Denzel Washington did an excellent job. He probably did deserve uh, an Oscar. Not, not an Oscar, but at least a nomination. Um, but it was, I enjoyed that one. I liked uh, Colin Farrell in it. He's kind of like a you know just a little side character here that uh, uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire goes to work for. Um, I shouldn't say it wasn't what I expected, but it was. Um, I didn't know uh, the, the, the actual character of Roman J. Israel, what his how his character was going to be and everything. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Don't get me started on those Oscars. Just don't do it. Um, I don't even remember why I said that. The Nanny with uh, Betty Davis. That's just one I need to watch. I haven't seen it. I think some of you have recommended it when I said, Hey, is this any good? And you said, I watched uh, I, Tonya with uh, Margot Robbie, who is nothing but a uh, model actress and sucks. Uh, she's not as good as other actresses. Uh, I thought she was excellent in this. I'm just kind of busting somebody's balls on the group about that. Uh, I think she's very attractive in real life, but I think she's a pretty good actress. Um, as, and this movie actually shows it, that she can act, and uh, she's not just a model. Uh, I do not get people saying on the group that she is manly looking. Uh, Loaf and I have discussed this at uh, no, not at nauseum. But, uh, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? She looks pretty much like a woman to me. Uh, but, uh, oh my God, that movie. Um, it, it is it is like white trash on parade. <laughs> and I just typed in I Tone instead of Tony. <laughs> I Tone. Wait a minute. What did, that, what did the results of I Tone bring up? Wait a minute. Fuck. Let me, this might be funny. It might not be. I, comma, Tone. Bring it on all or nothing with Hayden Panettiere. She's a little hot little cheerleader in that show. Uh, bring it on again. Natalia Valdenbito Gritona from 2017. And this stars Natalia Valden. Benito or Valde Valde Benito and Natalia Valde Benito. What the fuck is that? She stars in it twice. Okay, literally translated as the loudmouth woman. Gratona examines once taboo topics such as gender discrimination in Latin America, the rise of modern day feminism, and the realities of casual dating. Okay, that's just like a comedy thing. Now I know who she is. I don't even know who the fuck that was. Uh, I Tonya was excellent um what's her face the mom holy shit uh and and the thing is as they kind of say in the movie this was not like they weren't 
exaggerating any of this. And I remember when it happened, and they would be interviewing these people on the show, like Jeff Gahooly and uh, the fucking fat bodyguard guy, and that's how they were. Bobby uh, uh, Cannavale shows up. I don't know. He sort of seemed like he was... uh, um, Oh, what's that guy's name that punched Stuttering John in the face? A.J. Benzer or something. That's who he reminded me of in this fucking movie. Um, Allison Janney, of course, was excellent in it as her mother. Margot Robbie was great. And and the thing is, like I was telling my mom, I said, uh, um, have you seen that movie, I, Tonya? It looks like it would be really good. Like It's going to be funny, but really good. And she said, well, I don't know if I want to go see it because it's like they're just trying to make her look like she was the victim or something. But honest to God, you watch this and you see, like, this fucking bastard, Jeff Gahooly, you know, like, fucking smashing her face against the fucking wall and mirrors and hitting her and all this stuff. And, of course, you know, she would hit him back and stuff, but it was just kind of like, ugh. Julianne Nich- Nicholson was really good in this, and she was uh, in, in the later incantations of law and order at one time. And I, th- I think she's a pretty good actress. Uh, I enjoyed I, Tonya, and I still think Margot uh, Robbie is hot. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> um, Desperate Hours with Humphrey Bogart and Frederick March. I watched that. Uh, that was a good one. Um, of course, that's a classic. I remember that um, um, Mickey Rourke, they remade that one. It's kind of like what I was talking about with Loaf watching uh, Postman Always Rings Twice. Uh, Desperate Hours, they remade that uh, in 1990 with Mickey Rourke and Anthony Hopkins. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen it in forever, but when I was a big Mickey Rourke fan at the time, and I still am, I guess. Uh, He doesn't work as much in good stuff as he used to. Uh, Even when he worked in uh, shitty stuff back back in when he was young, it was still good stuff. But uh, this is a. I, I, but anyway, the one with Mickey Rourke, I just remember seeing it a couple times and not thinking it was that great. Um, but the one with Frederick March and who else is in the one with Mickey Rourke? Now I'm going off on the Mickey Rourke one, but still, um, Mickey Rourke plays the Bogart part. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, Mimi Rogers with her big boobies, Scientology boobies. Kelly Lynch. Uh, Elias Coteus, who I think is really good. David Morris is really good. It's got a good cast. I, like I said, I haven't seen this in forever. But it only gets like a, you know, like an average uh, rating. Uh, it's a Michael Cimino movie from Deer Hunter and Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Heaven's Gate that uh, they kind of blackballed. So I might go back and watch Desperate Hours, uh, the 1990 version, just to check it out again. Um... I also want to read some reviews on there to see what other people say about it. Um, but the one with Frederick March uh, um, was really good. Um, I recommend it. Like I said, that's a classic. If, if Mickey Rourke's one got a, um, a f- like a 5, this one got, well, 7.6. I thought it was better than that. Fuck you. Oh, dee, 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 dee. Who was the big dude in that? Gig Young was in this, but he was too old to be playing. Okay, now, he was... I would say Gig Young in this movie had to be in his like mid-30s, and he was taking out Frederick March's daughter, who I think was supposed to be like in high school or something. <laughs> like, Jesus, I don't know about that. Um, I'm trying to see who plays this great big guy. The, the he... Or, well, not the heel, but one of the... There's three of them. 
uh, escape convicts. But he was really good. He was a big, mean guy. Uh, I can't remember what his name was in the movie. Yeah, anyway, so Def- Desperate Hours, good movie. Uh, Bogart was really good in it. Um, uh, Frederick March is excellent. I liked him in... Um, oh, what was the movie with... Uh, Kirk and... What am I thinking about? Kirk Douglas and... Yeah, Kirk Douglas and... Uh, and uh, oh, Seven Days in May, and Burt Lancaster. Yeah, he played the President of the United States in that. That's another really good movie. If you haven't seen Seven Days in May, check it out. Uh, could be relevant if uh, some of the generals in this country decide to take over the fucking country. Speaking of that, I watched uh, Allende, uh, which is a movie about. Let's see. It's the last days of Salvador Allende in Chile. Uh, He was a socialist uh, who won the presidency down there, and he was going to try and make things better. But uh, they had a military junta with... um, What the hell is that fucking... Pinochet... And I think there was like four of them, four generals, and they got together and said, uh, we're not going to have... Well, they got together because the United States backed them and said, we don't want this fucking socialist asshole in here, uh, and we need to kick him out because we want somebody that's going to let us do whatever we want as far as um, our interests in the country and to stop the domino effect from the communists coming f- up through South America, Central America, Mexico, and into our living rooms. And so then later on we just hire, or we just uh, elect a president who's just going to do it anyway. Uh, the last seven hours of former president of Chile, uh, Salvador Allende, and his closest collaborators inside the palace at La Moneda during the brutal military coup d'etat on September 11, 1973, the day democracy in Chile ended. Uh, this is a really good movie. It is on Netflix Instant Watch. I recommend it. Alande en su labyrinto. So check it out. I mean, uh, that's a, uh, some of this uh, some of this stuff uh, I think is very important um, in our history for people to uh, either be reminded of or to know about, or to learn about. I watched uh, Foreigner with Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, and Pierce Brosnan. I thought this was pretty good. I know, you know, a lot of people were really up for it because um, Jackie Chan, even in his um, older age, doing a lot of his uh, doing his stunts and stuff like that. Pierce, uh, I want to say Pierce Morgan, Pierce Brosnan. Did I say Pierce Morgan to start with? Pierce Brosnan was really good in this. Um, I know some people said that they thought it was kind of date a little bit dated because uh, it had the IRA in the story, but it actually, um, you know, the Sinn Fein and stuff are a political party now, and they still exist. And uh, you know, they they actually kind of explain that it's a uh, what do you call it, like a little uh, offshoot group that's trying to start back up and cause trouble and do a bunch of shit. I uh, watched The Chosen. This was a movie that is also on Netflix Instant. The cho- and it's not about Jeff Jarrett. Uh, this one is about... Um, okay. I just had a brain for it. But anyway, it's uh, El, El El Gido. 
from 2016, and it's about the assassination of Leon Trotsky in Mexico. Um, there is also a movie uh, starring Elaine Delon and uh, Richard Burton on the same subject, which is really good, and uh, I think it's really good. It's one of those ones I think was out of print. Um, but this kind of covers the whole thing about how the Stalin um, plotted against Trotsky, who was living in exile in Mexico, plotted to kill him and all this stuff, and uh, goes, uh, follows the, um, the assassin. What the hell was that cocksucker's name? Anyway, what was his name? Uh, Ramon uh, Mercader. Uh, and uh, but it's really good. I thought I enjoyed this. I like that subject. Like I said, I I got uh, uh, the assassination of Trotsky a long time ago and watched it. Uh, this is directed by Antonino uh, Chavarias. Chavarias. Okay, Antonino Chavarias, and it stars Alfonso Herrera, uh, Hannah Murray, and Henry Goodman. And uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. The, this one and the one about. Um, the coup in Chile. Uh, what else did I watch? I'm getting down to the nitty gritty here. I'm about ready to, about ready to hang it up. I just wanted to make sure that I, if I covered everything that I had been watching. Like I said, mostly you know, Supergirl, uh, The Flash, Green Arrow, Longmire. Um, let's see what else. I, I'm sure with some of the other ones. Better Call Saul. Uh, I'm just giving a rundown of my shows. <laughs> my shows. Douche. <laughs> uh, let's see my downloads. Here we go. Um, I want to finish up Breaking Bad. I started watching that a long time ago, and I didn't finish it. Uh, Narcos, uh, the Netflix uh, series Narcos about uh, Pablo Escobar. There's a new Pablo Escobar movie coming out with... Um, Jesus Christ, I'm such a goddamn fucking moron. Uh, the guy that played uh, Anton, Anton Sugar. <laughs> Anton Sugar. I have to look up Anton Sugar because I can't remember fucking what's his name's name. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the hell's the big headed guy that's. He's like with what's her name? And he was in Vicky. Christina Barcelona. Now, of course, I can't even fucking bring that up so I can look it up. Javier Bardem, Jesus Christ. And I'm also watching a, um, a documentary series called uh, Hitler's Bodyguard on Netflix and Hitler's Circle of Evil and Dark Matter. I like Dark Matter. I never watched it, uh, didn't know anything about it. I uh, started watching it ca- by mistake. Um, I think I was thinking it was Dark Mirror that everybody was talking about. And I started watching this. It's only three seasons long, and I'm two two seasons in, and I really like it. Uh, like I said, it's not like the something that's going to light the world on fire, but I enjoy it. So you can rot in hell if you don't. Rot in hell. Now why is this saying I can't... It's it's uh, Hitler's bodyguard. You motherfucker. Why are you screwing me? Okay, for some reason, every once in a while on Netflix, you try and download one of these, and if it doesn't download, it tries it several times. Like, if you lose connection to the internet, then it says you tried to download it too many times, and it won't let you download it. So I'll just go on the next episode. Um, it was interesting. The first episode about this one dude, and he literally was, he was kind of a thug kind of a guy. big guy. He kind of reminded me of uh, the uh, boxer, Primo Car- Carnera, and uh, he became Hitler's bodyguard. And um, 
then Himmler was always trying to undermine him and trying to uh, make him look bad and shit because he wanted to consolidate all the power. And that's another thing about the uh, the, the uh, Hitler's uh, Circle of Evil show that I'm watching. Um, they oh Flash failed too. Fuck you. That means I'm gonna have to watch them on the television so I can go to the next episode. God damn it. Uh, after Barry glimpses the future, he and the others risk Cisco's safety in order to trick Dr. Wells into a confession. Damn Dr. Wells. <laughs> but anyway, um, the the Circle of Evil one, uh, I like watching it. Uh, it. It has actors. It's a documentary, and the actors never say anything. They just do reenactments and stuff in the background while they're while the narrator's talking. Um, but it talks about like how um, you know you have Hitler as the centerpiece, but then all the uh, of his inner circle, it's all about their um, backbiting and fighting each other. Like Himmler is all, is trying to get uh, consolidate power and get power. Uh, f- uh, he wants all the power for the SS, and of course Goering is there, and he's a big uh, war hero and everything. So he's trying to get him. Goering's cock blocking him, and then <laughs> so anyway, and uh, and then you have Joseph Goebbels, and he's like a little sleep. If you watch um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, you know where he's like <laughs> when he's screwing that girl. They talk about like that actress and everything, and he was cheating on his wife and shit, and. Then, uh, and uh, uh, Herman Goering actually used that as a uh, political tool because he was he controlled uh, um, like the telephone systems and stuff, so he would bug everybody's phones and everything. And so anyway, but it's interesting. Uh, Longmire's pretty good. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is in that. I am on season two of that, and the last episode that I watched, I was like, holy shit! You know, it was one of those. Oh, and Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things season two. Uh, I've only watched two episodes. The first episode, the end of the first episode, I was like, "What?" It was one of those deals where I was like, "Holy shit!" And then that show's a good show. That's a good one. Uh, and like I said, getting back into uh, finishing up Breaking Bad. I think I, I couldn't remember what season I'm on. I remember that the girl that plays Jessica Jones, that was Jesse's girlfriend. Um, you know her. ODing and stuff, and how Walt uh, knew what happened, really, and all this shit. And so I'm going to try and find that part, and that's where I'm going to try and start, because I can't... I bought them on DVD, and now, then, of course, they put them on... That was before Netflix had the deal where you could uh, download them to your iTunes. And I was watching them, and somehow I got off track and stopped watching. It's a good show. And then, like I said, while I was watching Better Call Saul, and you have a lot of those same characters popping up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I need to go back and watch the rest of Breaking Bad. Comic books, I've been reading, um, of course, Suicide Squad, which is one of my favorites going right now. And um, there's a couple of them. I've been doing the the, um, digital download, Uh, so maybe I'm finally converting. Uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay I think that is actually the name of the new Suicide Squad movie which I want to see uh, animated movie which is on iTunes uh, this is pretty good um, so far what's funny is when you download them the cover for every uh, issue is the same it's Harley Quinn fighting with Bane but so far it's been pretty good it has uh, a Waller um, has to do with Vandal Savage's daughter and um, 
Waller gets his team together, Harley and Captain Boomerang are the only two that are on the one that's in the movie uh, that are in this team. You have, uh, but that's the way that, to me, that's the way Suicide Squad should be. I know they kind of want to stick with the same ones now that were in the movie, as far as probably the regular comic goes, uh, because of the movie. But it should be. Um, she goes to Bell Reeve prison and just picks different crazy people or villains or whatever to and puts them in a, a group to send them on these suicide missions. It doesn't have to be the same people all the time. Uh, read the um, uh, New 52 Suicide Squad, like the first I uh, I can't remember how many issues, and I thought it was pretty good. It's a little bit it's a little bit changed up. Um, uh, let's see. Instead of Killer Croc, you have King Shark. Uh, there were some different characters in it, but like I said, it's it should be that they mix them up a little bit. You still have Deadshot, Harley, I think uh, Captain Boomerang, and um, and then of course I'm reading the the, the new uh, Rebirth, Suicide Squad all the time. Also on. Um, Daredevil, I'm still reading that one. Doctor Afra, Star Wars. They have a new Darth Vader comic out, which I've only read the first. Well, it's only been one issue out, but it's so far it's been really good. First issue. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones that I'm reading. Dark Horse. I am reading. Let's see. Let me go up here and find it. I wanted to. Because the last couple of weeks, I, I know some of you don't give a fuck about comic books, but last couple of weeks I've been saying I wanted to um, mention the stuff that I had been reading. Uh, there's a Dark Horse uh, graphic novel, it's just a one-shot, called Africa with a K, uh, that's really good. If you want to check that one out, it's a good story. It's not a superhero story, it's just a good story. Uh, Strange Case of Mr. Hyde. Uh, the new Rasputin uh, book, which really covers... It's kind of like a Hellboy BPRD book. Uh, Koscheki, The Deathless. I've been reading that one. That's uh, in the uh, uh, Hellboy uh, thing. Well, actually, him and Hellboy are sitting in hell in a bar talking, and uh, Koscheki is telling his story. Uh, Hellboy, BPRD... Um, course all the bprds you have like different uh storylines that go on like uh, hell on earth was excellent and that the one reason i liked that one it, the hell on earth one was almost like a cthulhu kind of a story where um lovecraftian kind of a thing where the 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 earth is being taken over sort of like in the hellboy first movie uh where these giant creatures are you know they're just coming almost also like pacific rim they're all coming and and uh, just destroying everybody, killing everybody, and destroying the earth. These huge behemoths, and um, and they're going. They you know all over the world. There's a Russian version of the BPRD that's trying to you know help with the fight, and there's a really cool character there that that uh, is leading them, and he's kind of a metaphysical kind of a character. Um, and then you have Liz Sherman, and uh, like so somebody said something about BPRD. You know, I posted a picture and it had all these people in it, and they said, you know, I I I uh, haven't read it in a while, and I can't even tell you who some of the people are. Well, a lot of the people in BPRD, um, that's a comic that 
when they kill people off, a lot of times they're fucking dead. And some of them don't stick around. Some of them are kind of cannon fodder. Uh, uh, but they have the, the Hell on Earth and all the crossovers to BPRD Hell on Earth. I cannot recommend them enough. Um, and then Hellboy, the the Hellboy that's out now, he's dead. He's in hell. But um, they're putting out these uh, 19, uh, Hellboy 1952. It's it's uh, when the when Hellboy is young. Uh, they go they've went back in time, and it's back when um, the professor finds him, and now he's he's uh, probably say like. 20 years old or something like that but they're they're older stories but they're pretty good the, the art in them it's just different like some of them you get and it depends on who the artist is kiss me satan <laughs> sledgehammer 44 was good um and that's about it like i said i you know i just kind of some of the some of the comics i'm reading uh but like i said i've i have kind of started getting uh it's easy to do the digital because you just get on there and it, it it'll um you know you you pay for them through your itunes and get on either the dc the dark horse or uh, marvel that's the three that i read i don't know about if it, i'm sure image and the other ones probably have them too but like with suicide squad i don't have to wait as soon as the new one's out i just fucking click the thing the, the only thing is like i noticed on um on itunes uh say like a new if a new issue of something is 2.99 well, the newest issue will be two ninety nine, but once it comes out, the issue before that drops down. It'll be only like a dollar ninety nine, so it's this cheaper. But like I said, I kind of like the fact that I don't have to have to. Uh, I still like you know, I still get my Marvel subscriptions, uh, hard copies, and I probably will start getting away from those too. And things from another world. That's who I always ordered my stuff from, and. Uh, um, I got a Lobster Johnson Fungo Pop uh, thing. That's a Dark Horse character from Hellboy. Hopefully he'll be showing up and uh, maybe uh, they'll give him a little cameo or something in the next Hellboy movie. I like the guy from Stranger Things that plays the uh, police chief, Hopper. Uh, he is going to play Hellboy in the new movie. And uh, Shape of Water. Like I said, if I do, if we do put out that last episode, some of these, uh, like Shape of Water and stuff like that, I may have covered in that. So I'll go ahead and hold off on what I think about that because I think I probably already covered it and I'll put both of them out. So anyway, I am going to, let me see what how long we've been going on here with this blithering madness. Two hours is enough for yuns. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging in there. It's always it's funny. We lost down to 399 people in the group, and then it went back up to 400, and then like today it dropped down to. I don't know who the people are that are leaving the fucking group. <laughs> Maybe, and then we had some people on Gentleman's Guide that I have never that I don't know if I even know who they are, and they're asking about silver and gold, and I'm like, okay, is this somebody fucking that we know that's trying to, you know, goose us into doing something or whatever? But you know, anyway, or to do a show. But anyway, like I said, I I did that one show. I was kind of just, and I think I even say in the show, um, I was just kind of getting burnt out as far as just the internet in, in itself, uh, and like, and I'm not I, like I just want to make this perfectly clear because I was talking to Loaf, and like I said, I if you when know, we put out that episode, it was more me. Because, you know, I can be as snarky and fucking stupid and shit as anybody. But just all, the, like, the negativity in, 
not just our group, but in all these groups where if you say, I read this comic and somebody says, oh, man, I think that sucks. Or like I said, people that haven't even seen a movie and they're like, well, I heard this sucks. And I'm like, well, you haven't even fucking seen it. And uh, just shitting on everything. And I think that's just like a uh, a thing about like, I mean, I know we're not professional critics, but in in all of us, we're all critics in some way. And but it seemed like for me it was like getting to where instead of the joy of discussing movies and having fun with it it was just it was everything was getting negative it's even like on gentleman's guide uh you know we try and keep the snarkiness and the and the arguments and stuff to kind of a uh a at a minimum because you know we just like I said, like Will has said, you know, we want to, you know, it's for the joy of cinema and watching it and enjoying it and stuff. Everybody, and the thing is, everybody's got their opinion. Um, but it just, everything, it seemed like everything was like, oh, this sucks. Oh, that sucks. I don't like that. And like I said, I've done that with the best of them. And I even say that in that episode. So I don't want anybody to think that I was, you know, being a dick or anything. I was just in a really fucking shitty mood. Everything was getting on my nerves. And I was just kind of like saying, uh, man, the internet has killed watching movies for me. Because... I'll hear somebody, oh, this movie sucked, this movie sucked, blah, 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 blah. And then I either won't watch it, or I'll watch it, and I'll be like, well, I thought that was pretty good, you know? And then it, it's kind of like, okay, am I fucking stupid? Or, you know, but everybody has their taste and everybody. But like I said, I just it's more of a, I think, and I even told Loaf, I said I think it was just more me and just kind of needing to take a break or something like that because I was just getting just burn out even on the music group and stuff like that or comic books or wrestling everything was getting on my fucking nerves and so anyway that's that's uh kind of like what's been going on as far as not putting out a, a episode and then like i said i went on vacation might have had to do with work and stress and shit like that because going on vacation and come back and i feel pretty good now and i'm ready to get right back into it daddy <laughs> so anyway this is dr zom and uh hope you enjoy this episode like i said it was kind of no structure uh hopefully we will uh loaf will be back soon and we can uh put together an episode he's been watching a shitload of movies lately so he needs to get on here and give you guys some uh mustache wax uh some cheese cheese curds and all that weird shit that he does stuff anyway dr zom chalao kuturu